Happy race day. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. The Verizon 200 at the Brickyard is officially here. Practice and qualifying have ended, and we have a post-practice and qualifying betting update for you. It is me, Chase Holden, a.k.a. Garage Guy Chase, joined by Dale Tanhart. Uh, we had a lot of internationally stacked boys yesterday. Big internationally stacked field and a lot of internationally... Uh, a lot of international nothing. I don't know a better way to say that. It was just not probably as uh as as hyped as expected for some things. Dale, how how did you enjoy practice and qualifying at the Brickyard? Well, shout out to somebody in our Discord that sent us a. I wouldn't call it pirated. I guess it's a pirated stream over on Kick dot com because practice and qualifying was on the NBC Sports app. Who the fuck uses that anymore? Dude, I do. Um, I have that. My dollar store internet uh, lure has uh, has aided me. See, I I have it too. Like I have the app, but it, it makes me have to sign in now because I never use it. And, and like, why? Why is it on the NBC Sport? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But you're right. It was pretty anticlimactic from a standpoint of the international guys, the supercar guys owning the field, like. Everybody kind of jumped the gun on this week. Uh, not not as much with SVG because he was severely overpriced, in yes. my opinion. But uh, with uh, a little bit with Kostecki, who I also think is overpriced. He was around 18-1 to 1 before track time. And I'm guilty of betting on the Kobayashi guy uh, just because I, I saw 75-1 to 1 hanging out on an offshore when everybody else had moved him to 40-1, to 35-1. to 1. And uh, we were talking before we started recording. Now he's back to 75 to one because he qualified like 30th, 29th ish, somewhere in that territory. So, yeah, um, I guess I'm not surprised because we're at a track now where the cup guys have an edge because they've raced here at least twice. And when you look at like this, uh, Cendricks and Briscoe's and AJ's, they've raced here more than twice. So, SVG and, and these supercar guys have never raced here. Um, so I think there's a a big uh just a big misunderstanding on 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 looking at these guys. But like I said, I don't think a lot of people hammered SVG. But I you know, I did see it was I a did lot see it. MGM. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, PJ Walsh did tweet this out. Um, I'm gonna look this up. I think the hand maybe I'm wrong. Nine or twenty six or twenty nine percent on him. And, and was it, it SVG or was it was it uh someone else? It was SVG. Yeah, it was the highest handle. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Damn that voice crack. Yeah, SVG twenty nine point seven. That is crazy, dude. I did see that. I I liked that tweet two days ago. I think the good thing about that is really it just goes to show that uh, it, it's like Greg said. Greg had put a tweet out earlier in the week, and he was just like, uh, if anybody was worried that, that NASCAR betters are getting sharp, check this out. <laughs> like, And I was just like, all right, we're doing okay. Yeah, because, dude, I never saw SVG higher than like 8 to 1 or 9 to 1, I think. It's true. Jeez, that's crazy. And look, I... I, I'm kind of playing a little bias here because I did bet on Kobayashi. I, I can understand the Kobayashi if you got him at anywhere between 75 to 1 to 100 to 1. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's, you know, whatever. But I feel like I, I should have put like 10 bucks on it. 
I kind of got excited. I put forty dollars on it. Oh, now I'm kind of like, kind of like I wish I could get like thirty of those back. Um, uh, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. It's you know, hey man, we all try, brother. That that's the way that I look at it. I I definitely went a little bit lower uh, with the Kobayashi thing. I just couldn't miss out on on betting on a guy that has like almost the same backstory as uh as the character from Initial D. Uh, I was very excited. Any driver that comes from Japan, like, I'm about that. Like, those dudes are about that action. They got, like, the spirit of Godzilla in them, dude. And, like, when I looked up Kobayashi's uh, record and I checked out his stuff, like, his dad owned a sushi restaurant, and I thought, I was like, this has all the makings of an initial D story, and Kobayashi's going to go out there on Indy Road, and he's going to treat it like the mountain, um, like, uh, like, like they did on initial D. And so I was like, I can't miss this. Plus, it's just like, I'm a giant drift fan, and that started in Japan. So I was like, I'm just not missing out. So for me, I don't mind it so much. Like, I'm okay that, you know, I may have wasted my money right now. Did you Did you happen to see, and we're going to get to betting odds for sure, but did you happen to see, like, the the tweets where he was at IRP, Kobayashi? Yeah, like he was in the stands just taking pictures. They just yeah. like out there, just living life, bro. Like he was just they they like somebody was like taking a picture of him just taking pictures, like this giant ass smile on his face, like wow, this is amazing. Like I love that. Like I love it when drivers come and like they just get to like experience the culture of like NASCAR. They get to do that, and so I think like that's why I'm most excited this week. Like even though yes, we gotta get a motherfucking bag. Like it's just really cool to see things like that. Like to, to to realize like, hey, F one, like we're coming for your nutsack and and it's happening. Slowly but surely. And speaking and the, of yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of F one, it's kinda weird. I, I haven't heard a single word about Jensen Button this week unless it came out of my own mouth. Yeah. Uh, which he look, the Fords Stuart Haas Fords, other than Chase Briscoe, were really, really bad. And we know the fifteen car with Rick Ware racing is a Stuart Haas affiliate if you will so um kind of i was kind of thinking about him throughout the week i was like oh, he's just sitting here at 100 to 1 you know 40 to 1 top forward he actually has out of all these ringers i would think would have more of an edge because he's got a couple races under his belt in a cup car so real quiet real quiet for jensen button but not i'm really not thinking about it anymore because it seems like if you look at the data and practice and qualifying, just not not a lot of speed, uh, at least starting out the weekend, which I do want to give a shout out. i never seen this this account before, um, but if you guys have been, have been trying to handicap the weekend, NASCAR has been just brutal with lap averages recently over the past couple of weeks, whether it's been any NASCAR National Series. I got to give a shout out to Highline Betting. For posting a, a very analytical data sheet uh, detailing everybody's lap times. So that's kind of been something I've been using to lock in some bets on early Sunday morning. And I just want I got to give a shout out uh, to somebody for giving us some data. When you're kind of looking, if you look at the app or look at NASCAR.com, you feel pretty blind. So... Yeah, I had we had the error screens. I I appreciate their creativity. I really do. Highline Betting's like they have the, it's a really cool little logo they got there, and they got the big like NWO just like 
just like photo stamped over the whole thing, but it's NLD instead. So a lot of 90s vibes here. So I appreciate that. And then, of course, the Richard Petty vibes. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's that is a spinoff of that logo, isn't it? Yeah, dude, that's in yeah. the baby. That, that's that's what I came up. So yeah, we're gonna have to we have to figure out who these fellows are. Let's we'll talk to them more. But we we thank you for your services. And with that, let's turn to that sheet. So looking at some of these averages right now, uh, before we get back to the books, we've already got a lot of our picks out. Hopefully, you're following us on Action Network. You can follow me and Dale both there. So check that out. Those links are in our bios of every social media page we have. Um, at Dale Tanhart, at Garage Guy Chase. That's where you find that. But for what we have in front of our screen, uh, what I have on my screen here after you sent this to me, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of like nervous because I don't want to bet on this dude. Uh, Michael McDowell is at the top of the board here in averages. He ran a full 10 laps. And as you had uh, noted before we hopped on, he did not have much fall off. Yeah, I and I I have not bet on McDowell. Uh, well, I, okay, I actually have in one way, but not um, not anything regarding an, an outcome for the end of the race. And that I mean, if this if this sheet is is accurate, which I'm not saying that it isn't, McDowell's uh, and Todd Gillen's up there too. Front row's got some some good race cars. And look, Mike Mack was probably the only guy that had something for Martin Truex at Sonoma. That's what I kind of think back to, along with his really strong and increasingly better road course resume in the Cup Series, particularly in the Gen 7 era. You know, I'm... God, we got to be looking out for this. My only concern... He started P4. He started... Yeah, yeah, he qualified up front. He's got the track position. He's been great at the road courses. Um, I guess my concern is like, I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of thinking about the playoff bubble. He's Dick. That's well, the yeah. My, he is Michael McCheese Dick. Yeah, we don't we don't forget that he's Mike McCheese Dick. I it's love only how you win. call him Mike Mac. It's like the respect changes once you reach the top of the ladder. Damn, out. you're right. I feel like I've never called him that. I feel like I've never. <laughs> I've always go. I've always gone the McCheese Dick route. But yeah, like good car, good car. And and one thing that sticks out to me here is. When you look at the guys at the top of this list, uh, their averages are, this is an average of all the laps they've run, all the laps they ran in practice. Second on the on the board is Larson. He ran five laps. Gilland is third. He ran six. Sendrick is fourth. He ran six. Almendinger's fifth. He ran five. And Byron is sixth. He ran seven. I know we're going to talk about William Byron here soon, but my point here is McDowell ran 10 laps and is at the top of the board. Like his average running three to five more laps than these guys is still higher than them. And if, if you run more laps, your average should be going down because you're going to have more fall off, more tire wear. And he's still at the top of the board over these guys that ran less laps than him. And, and, and someone like Kyle Larson, who didn't even run five consecutively, he ran three, came to pit road, and then came back out and ran two more. So that right there is potentially scary i don't know i don't know maybe i'm looking into it too much but i'm also as i said i'm kind of scared maybe because of the playoff thing like points 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 what if they make a decision that's oriented towards gaining as many points as possible to put themselves in a better spot to make the playoffs 
maybe that's dumb thinking on my end. But also, I feel like we've seen that before with teams. We saw it in the Xfinity race, actually. We yeah. saw guys kind of sacrifice their late race potential to get stage points to make their playoff situation better. So, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't pulled the trigger. I will say, since we're talking about them, I did bet on Caesars Michael McDowell to win stage one at eight to one. Okay. That's not too bad. I was going to let everybody know too. Like I, I love what you're saying there about the playoffs. And like, I think the thing with him is like, he isn't in a position to get there, but it's like, if you're Michael McDowell and you know, you're running up front, like you're going for the win. It's, it's tough like either way, but I, I may, I may bet it, dude. I don't know yet, but, I know if I do bet it, it's going to be on FanDuel where he's 18 to 1. So you can get him at 18 to 1 on FanDuel right now, as of right now, while we're speaking on on this at this time, early in the AM. Uh, that's some of the, the best odds that I, I've seen on him. So, uh, and, and there is a possibility that I do that because I was looking and I was like, okay, 12 to 1, you know, 16, whatever. But if I see 18, I, I'm a little tempted. I'm not going to lie. Now, how about this? Um, well, I guess not. I, I wanted to. I thought Caesars had him at fifteen to one. Looks like they have him at twelve to one. Caesars has that twenty-five percent profit boost he can do, and right. it might be useful today if you're betting on NASCAR. It's a twenty-five percent profit boost on, I think, anything. So you can yeah. bet somebody at twelve to one, and then add another little boost on there, and uh, make it better value. I put that on a matchup parlay that I did, but I did that uh, pre-practice and qualifying, so I, I feel decent about it, but uh, there's like one leg that's really going to have to to run hard, and we'll see. I mean, look, anything can happen at this track. It's the way I look at it. Like, you know, we, we still got a whole race to go, so we, we saw some of the chaos. They're changing, you know, we got a new restart zone out there, and, and we'll see how that helps, but... It's still Indy Road, man, and and that turn, what is that turn one? It, it's still, it's still a little bit of a monster. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be cool to see how everything plays out. But other than the Mike Michael McDowell play, uh, it's, it's I don't know. I feel like yeah, today is one of those days you got to kind of Mike Mac him, I guess. You know, good for him, good job. Uh, other than him, and like you said, Todd Gillen was up there as well. Kyle Larson's the next guy I'm looking at. He's like 10 to 1 right now everywhere. I took that yesterday. I uh, went ahead and locked him down. You and I both discussed that on the NASCAR podcast, the recap for Michigan. And then the early look, you had brought up Kyle Larson. And I think it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? Like, we know how good Kyle Larson is. But let me tell you this. Coming from the narrative boy himself, okay, today is a day where last night, Larson won another dirt race, so the momentum's strong, right? It's probably strong every week. He, he, he never loses, it seems like, on those races. So he's won a dirt race last night. Today, they unveil his car for the Indianapolis 500. So there's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of good things around Kyle today. And he's right there, uh, right behind Michael McDowell on the lap averages, but... He only ran about, what, four or five, and he pulled off and then came back out. So I'm looking here now, and he ran three, pulled like off, and then came back out for two. That's what I, I said, like right? what I see. I'm just going to say that. So that's why I went ahead and, and pulled the trigger on that yesterday at 10 to 1. 
Um, and, and I love kind of like how there's going to be some presentation around him today. So we should see some storylines coming out with his Indy 500 car with, uh, McLaren. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I got the 11 to one as well. And you can still get that. I got to say, man, I know Barstool has been going through a big shift. You call him ESPN now. Some good, I probably most good. And then maybe some bad. I don't, I'm not an expert on all this stuff, but I think it's, Seems pretty cool, but on the bad side, their their sports book's going to be gone. I know the days are numbered for the Barcelona sports book, but ever since they that that split with Penn happened, they've had some really fucking good odds, man. Like some really really good lines. And, and Kyle Larson right now is still eleven to one there. I think most other books he has moved, uh, but if you want to take Larson, take him there. That's that's a good price. We, as you said, we talked about Larson on on Monday, uh, being kind of sneaky here. He was priced around the same uh, before practice and qualifying. I think he was eight to one, nine to one ish territory. Qualified well. He's got track position. It's like I think about Sonoma, where obviously Truex had the best car. I think Michael McDowell was up there. Chase Elliott had a good car, but Kyle Larson. Blew everybody away in practice, shit the bed in qualifying, and had no track position. And there just were, was not enough help to get him extra track position without having to make it up on track or gambling on strategy on pit road. The fact that he qualified up front, up P6, I think it's very important uh, for Kyle Larson, a guy that kind of sort of should have won this race in 2021. Uh, if a late race caution doesn't come out and then all hell breaks loose hmm. and with a very strong road course resume since 2021 and the momentum of winning not just a dirt race the biggest dirt race one of the biggest dirt races the knoxville nationals hmm. last night I, I do love that momentum factor heading into today and i don't know i didn't even until you said that about unveiling the paint scheme or the car yeah i had no clue so i just went and pulled up instagram and I see it, and I don't know, maybe a little bit extra juju up in here, but they tw- they put it on Instagram, like the teaser says Sunday, 10 a.m. They're unveiling something with that. Yeah. And the hashtag says Hendrick 1100, which is 600. He's running the Coke 600 and the Indy 500 on the same day. But I see that 1100 and immediately think about my motherfucking Kyle Larson plus 1100. What are the odds? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're, the odds aren't crazy that that would happen, but uh, it just adds a little bit of juju to it. But Numbers are um, real, dude, and they point to things. Hey, what did you say McDowell? you got McDowell at or you were looking at? So right now the best line for McDowell that I have is 18 to 1. Okay, uh, never mind. For today, yeah. So I, I am thinking about pulling the trigger on that because right now I only have about four units out, and I think I have like eight bets. So he's fifteen to one on barstool, yeah. I, I, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know. Where, where is he? Odds. Oh, that's at F- Fanduel. That's right. Shit, mm. I keep forgetting about Fanduel. I love Fanduel, man. Fanduel's been great. I I feel like lately, like like I said, everyone knows it's been a uh, getting ready for the postseason baseball. I've been just like I can't win a bet to save my life on other sports books, but like when I bet something on Fanduel, that shit kicks, man. I don't know. It's that juju. I got to do what I got to do, I guess. I love, I love me some Caesars, but FanDuel's been paying out. It's been working better. 
And speaking of that, so the 18 to one from McDowell is on there. One line that I see um, that is pretty similar, I know for at least for here, Barstool was another guy. He was on the cover of our recap podcast called titled Dingers and Ringers, AJ Almondinger, 25 to one. Now, looking at this chart right behind Todd Gilliland and uh, Austin Sendrick, uh, is AJ Allmendinger. And you were mentioning that he came out and said that he didn't really like his car. Things weren't look, looking too good. Well, that doesn't really look like the lap averages of a man that doesn't like his car. So that has me thinking. Well, like I said, another similar thing. My, my difference between him and Larson, they both only ran five laps. So you could say that their averages could be stunted because they ran less laps and the majority of the the entries in the field but aj qualified poorly and here uh, thinking back to sonoma i know this isn't sonoma it doesn't race anything like sonoma when it comes to left and right lefts and rights but we don't have stage breaks anymore we got to consider that like uh, so you're not going to get freebie cautions to help advance strategy and track position those aren't going to happen changes the and game. that that was all always very helpful to guys that didn't qualify super well in up until 2023. So I was a little worried listening to him just say that he wasn't confident in his car. And I know he is one of those guys that always is hard on himself and hard on his team. And his if his car is a fraction off, he says it's fucking terrible, you know? Right. Um, but I, I am still a little bit concerned because I feel like they really haven't had they have not had the speed on the road courses this year that particularly Toyota has had um, on all three road courses. I mean, they were great at Chicago before that race got flipped upside down. So along with Sonoma winning with Truex and winning with Redick at, at Coda, yeah, I think colleague is a step, it's just a step behind and a little bit of everything. So I, Early in the week was like, yeah, AJ, 18 to 1, that seems like a good price. And all over the idea of betting on it. And then I waited. I mean, yeah, if you really feel like it, AJ sitting at 25, 28 to 1 is probably a line I wouldn't have expected to see. But I'm going to stay away now because I am worried about the quality of the race car. Understandable, understandable. Uh, and, and that's normal stuff too, but yeah, very important to remember. I know like we we're so used to, to stage breaks now. It's very important to remember that there are, will be none because we are at a road course race. Um, some of the other guys, so, uh, I know obviously Daniel Suarez took the poll. Congratulations to him. Track house. They've been on a roll. They're on fire. I, I said the other day to somebody, I did not see Suarez getting the poll here. Maybe SVG being in the building is lighting a little more of a fire under Daniel's ass because all the uh, all the conversations have been pointed at like, you know, if SVG goes to track house, is he going to take over the 99 and this and that? So uh, good to see him uh, kind of have a bounce back there. The lap averages are definitely not as good as some of these other guys, but it is cool to see him be able to do that and achieve that, especially at uh, a place like Indy. Um you, I think it's time. So you made a bet that I found uh, it, it's going to be a, a long haul. He's got a long way to go, but I think you should talk about the one of the big long shots that you have today, which probably should not be as big of a long shot as it is based off of what I'm looking at here on this chart, even though he is starting at the ass end of the field. Uh, yeah, look. Go ahead. 
I think William, where William Byron is priced at is is just straight lunacy. I get it. He's got the pass through penalty to start the race. Uh, he failed inspection, didn't get to qualify. He was still, I mean, single lap speed, top 10 in practice on this list. Averages aren't bad, look pretty good, actually. We've seen William Byron have speed at road courses. We've seen William Byron this year have speed just about everywhere. Um, is he the best road course racer? No. But if you go back and watch the last two Indy road races, he was running in the top five and both of them when he crashed. 2021, he was running fourth when the fucking curb came up and destroyed like 12 race cars in about five seconds. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was crazy. And then last year, 2022, late race restart with a two laps to go, three to go. They go into turn one, pile up, and he's one of the guys that gets spun while running in the top five. So 80 to one is gone by the time you listen to this. Uh, but talking about Barstool, 75 to one is still available on Barstool Sportsbook. That's where I would go just for a sprinkle. I just can't even imagine a scenario. Could not have ever imagined a scenario where you would see William Byron at this price yeah. in 2023. It's crazy. All you need, which I know I said, like, cautions are not as easy to come by because you don't get the easy stage break handed to you. But all you need is one yellow in the first, I think, in the first half of the race. And he's just fine. You know he's got the best pit crew in the in the garage. They're going to gain him spots naturally just by being really fucking fast. And I think the car is fast. And just to add to it, I mean, they're pushing limits. Apparently the problem in, in inspection was the right front fender. I mean, they're pushing this hard to the point where they fail three times. They're probably going to have some kind of aerodynamic advantage. May not be huge. Could be nothing. But when you look at 2023, William Byron has not only been the Hendrick darling with three or four wins. He's also been a guy that's been right place at right time. He has been a right place at the right time guy all year long. I, I cannot pass up 80 to one. I'd probably bet it down to 60 to one. I, I just think it's insane that he's priced in this range. And you know, Hendrick is good this week because all uh, other than Willie B the other three guys Bowman, Elliott, and Larson all qualified in the top 10. So yeah. consider that as well. Hendrick might have something this weekend. And William Byron, uh, it's just crazy that he's priced this way. And one more bet that has not moved. And I'm eager to see where other books place this. Uh, BetMGM has come out with manufacturer odds. And it is the same. So you can get this on BetMGM or Caesars. 25 to 1 top Chevy. I, I think that is just an absurd line, absurd line, uh, along with the 80 to one. I really like the top Chevy line. Really, really like the top Chevy line. I don't trust the, the favorites are Elliot Suarez. I don't trust Suarez to run a full race without a problem. That's mm -hmm. how he's been all year. Elliot, you know, obviously we love Chase Elliot qualified really well, probably gonna have a really good car, but it just, it's been one of those years where everything, that can go wrong has gone wrong writings on the wall. Yeah. And I think Elliot has a shot today. No question, but I think he's too expensive based on how his year's gone. And then Kyle Larson, which throwing in another bet, Bovada. If you're on Bovada, if you're not totally understand, but Kyle Larson for top Chevy is priced around four to one on every mainstream book. 
Bovada has him at plus 650. That, to me, is a crazy, crazy line. I hammered it. Hammered it. Still there. Still there for the taking. Plus 650 on Bovada. But going over a few of these favorites on the top Chevy category, Kyle Busch, SVG, Alex Bowman, AJ, Chastain. These guys are all ranked ahead of William Byron. And it's simply just because of his his starting spot. So get a couple cautions. And Willie B's right there. So I, I think uh this is this could be a slam dunk day if you bet on William Byron. I agree. So I uh I'm definitely gonna dabble in a little bit of that, and there will be some other things that we dabble in. Make sure that you are following us on Action Network. That is where you are going to be able to see our final betting cards. We don't want no tweets or emails saying, Oh, I didn't see this. Oh, show me, show show me where you bet it. No, I'm not. You can go to Action Network. You can look at it. You can see it before the race, and you can ride the wave with us. And that's how it goes. So, the amount I, of, yeah, you the know, amount of time I spend babysitting people on where to find my bets is absurd. And you still get people that are like, "You never posted that, mm-hmm. dude." That's Instagram just, comments. You're just a bitch. That's what I. That's that's what I. That's that's how I feel. That's what I think yeah. about that. But I got look. I, I got a few more bets here. I, 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 I'm pretty locked and loaded heading into this, and I don't know if I'm adding any more, but we'll see. Um, I did a full top ten card with three guys. This race has been notorious for underdog top tens cashing. In the last two years, you've had several. Last year, you had Harrison Burton top three. You had a Bubba Wallace top ten. You had a uh, Todd Gillen top five. I think Ricky Stenhouse may have gotten a top 10 here or has been really close. So with the chaos that has ensued, which I think it's not going to be as a chaotic race because the restart zone, because the no stages, I think it's going to be a little calmer. Maybe not super calm, but a little calmer. I still think there's a possibility for some underdog top 10s to, to, uh, to take place. And I got Bubba Wallace for a top 10. Yeah. Two finishes here, Indy Road, P13, P5. He's been there. He's not the biggest road course guy, but the fact that he's been here two years in a row, cashed a top five, top ten bet for people last year, teammate of Tyler Reddick, who might be the class of the field. Give me Bubba Wallace, nine to one on Barcel Sportsbook. I got Austin Dillon, 10 to one over on Caesars. Uh, kind of has stepped up his road course game over the past couple of years. He's got eight top 15 finishes dating back to 2021. Kind of hovers around that top 10 area uh, on some of these road courses. So I'll take a stab there. And then I got Corey LaJoy, 9-1 to one for a top 10 as well. I think uh, Gainbridge is on the car. I think Gainbridge is in Indianapolis. Uh, and I could be wrong. I think Gainbridge is from Indy. Seems like they got some speed in this car. Qualified 14th. Showed some pretty good lap times. And quietly, in three road course starts in 2023... Has finished 20th or better. Three finishes of 14th, 11th, and 20th. So he's been in the conversation at every road course we've had in 2023. That's worth it to me now that we've arrived at potentially the most chaotic one that you'll see. So those are my top 10 guys. And then I got two more outrights uh, along with what I have on Kyle Larson, William Byron. I'm on Ty Gibbs, red hot, owned the Xfinity race yesterday. You can get him at 28 to 1, 25 to 1 on most books. And then I put a, another sprinkle on Austin Cindric because big road course guy, one of the 
two drivers that has finished top 10 in both Indy Road races since 2021 and has had some good runs. With the exception of Sonoma, top 10s in both road the other two road course races this year, Chicago and Circuit of the Americas. I do think maybe there's an uh, an opportunity to go top forward with Cindric as well, uh, around five to one, maybe six to one. Let's see what some other books do when they release. But yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to fucking roll, dude. I I I got all this in yesterday and this morning, and there may be a couple more bets added. We'll see. I feel like I need a, a juicier outright than what I do have, but. No, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. I uh, I feel really, really strong about today's race. And last two bets, I told you guys at the beginning of the program that I'm on McDowell Stage 1 via Caesar Sportsbook. I'm also on uh, for Stage 1 Daniel Suarez plus 425. To me, that's crazy. He's on the pole. Um, he'll have the clean air before everybody else will. So I'm pretty surprised to see him at that line. And stage one's only 15 laps. This isn't like a 40-lap deal. It's a 15-lap stage. It's very short. The fuel window is like 36 laps. You, it's if you get if you go cautionless, Daniel Suarez is a really good shot to win stage one. And then I got Larson at, at five to one for stage one as well. So I'm winded. Those are all my bets. Uh as Chase said, network. Yeah, that would yeah. have to anymore. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I didn't I didn't say my units on most of these, so yeah. you can check out my unit allocations, which we well, laid the I, hammer down. We laid the hammer down. So Yeah, and, and for you to have more, you you're a wild boy. Uh I will say good good to hear all those things because you and I are pretty damn aligned this week. Uh as most of you guys know that listen to this, Dale and I really don't talk about what we're betting on uh too much. We him and I kind of have our own process, but Anytime where him and I are both seeing some things eye to eye, that's good. I like the Bubba Wallace. I got it at plus 650 earlier in the week. Now it's longer. See, it pays to wait sometimes, but sometimes it'll bite you in the ass. Uh, so that's a go. And I love the Austin Dillon because of just the top tens. I mean, he's won us some top 10 money this year already. So might as well roll in on that. The Corey LaJoy one. Uh, I, I can see it. The game bridge thing going into NASCAR is good. So I love those. I've been a big top 10 guy this year. And everything else you got there sounds great as well. I'm going to be adding some more uprights here soon uh, to my uh, action card. So, yeah, like you said, just make sure you're following us there. Check it out. You know where to follow us online, all social media. I'm at Garage Guy Chase. Dale is at Dale Tanhart. And together we are the Garage Guys. It's about to be a fantastic day at the Brickyard. Let's get some brick bags. We want to be licking some metaphorical bricks like Tyler Reddick did that one time. So shout out to him, and uh, and and it's been a great day. So uh, we'll be doing a uh, hitting up the uh, the Twitter space for DFS players uh, probably around noon Central time. So be on the lookout for that on Twitter. We'll talk a little DFS. I'm definitely playing some of that today as well. Um, I, I think I'm getting back together with DraftKings guys. Big news, big breaking news late in the in the program. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go back. I'm going to run back to it. With my tail tucked between my legs. And we'll see what happens. So let's have some fun. Let's have a day. Let's get some bags. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Verizon 200. We'll see you for the recap. Woo. That was a great woo, by the way. <laughs>